Today's episode is part 10, the last episode in our Getting Over It series, and today we're going to be discussing rejection. Thank you guys so much for joining today's episode. We're finally wrapping up our Getting Over It series, and I hope that you all have enjoyed this series as much as I have. There's been a lot of topics that have spoken to me in preparing for these episodes, and I pray that they have spoken to you as well. This episode is going to conclude 2020 for this podcast, and we're going to pick back up after the new year with a new season and hopefully the start of a much better year. And we're wrapping up this series today talking about the subject of rejection. Rejection can come in many different forms. We can feel rejection from a broken relationship with a significant other. We can feel rejection from parents or family, or even on the job or with friends. And rejection makes us feel like we're not worthy, or we're not loved or accepted. And it can really negatively impact our confidence levels and our ability to move on from that particular circumstance. If you have been rejected by a significant other, it can cause you to be reluctant to get back out there and to try to meet new people. If at a young age we feel abandoned or rejected from a parent, it can create issues of trust or problems forming relationships later on in life. There are many residual effects that we feel from these different types of rejection. And if we're not aware of the impact that rejection can play in our lives, then we might find ourselves letting rejection control our lives and damage our future relationships. So today I hope to plant some seeds of encouragement in your soul with just a few points. Our first point is, you are accepted in Christ. We have all likely faced rejection in the form of a broken relationship. That's probably one common theme that many of us can relate to today. And this is most likely the common and most impactful form of rejection that can create an immediate impact on future relationships. And there's no real easy answer to help you get over this type of rejection. It is by far the most common, especially in younger generations, but it is not exclusive to that age bracket. We can feel rejection from a broken relationship at any point in our life. We don't just experience that in our younger years. But if I can drive one point home today, it's this. When man rejects you, God accepts you. We are accepted in Christ. And as a born-again believer, this is something that we must always remind ourselves of. But especially when we're hurting and especially when we're down. It can also be hard to find encouragement in this because it doesn't feel like it's something tangible that you can hold on to. But it is. The key to understanding your acceptance in Christ relies on your ability to accept the notion that God is your source. That boyfriend who left you for another girl, he's not your source. That wife that left you for a man at, at work, that that woman, that wife, is not your source. If you grew up in a broken home or a, a father or mother that might have abandoned you, even they are ultimately not your source. Sure, they help you in tough times, and of course, mothers and fathers raise their children, and that is absolutely important, and I'm not diminishing the importance of loved ones or friends in our lives. We need them. And if you've listened to this podcast for some time, then I know you understand my point here. Godly relationships and significant others help build us up, and they're very important in our daily lives. 
But these people are not our source for happiness, acceptance, or a sense of self-worth. God is. In Matthew 10, 31, we read Jesus say that we are more valuable than many sparrows. For God so loved the world that he gave you his son Jesus. And 1 Peter 2, 9 says that you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, and his own special people. If Christ didn't accept you, then why would these words be written this way in the Bible? Now, when we, when we ask God to forgive us of our sins and we enter into the gift of grace, we belong to Christ. He is ours and we are His. And when we feel rejected in our lives, the enemy is quick to pounce on your moment of weakness and lay on the feelings of lack of self-worth. He'll tell you that your boyfriend left you because you're not pretty enough. Or he'll tell you that you weren't picked for that special activity because no one likes you. He's going to capitalize on your circumstance and use it to wear you out and to wear you down. But remember this, the devil is a liar. He couldn't tell the truth even if he wanted to. So when you start hearing those whispers in your mind, remind the enemy out loud of who he is. He knows his time is short, so he wants to pick on you and destroy you while he has time. And he finds these moments of rejection to do just that. But you are accepted in the beloved. And if you had a parent abandon you at a young age, this can be very damaging to self-confidence later on down the road. We can find ourselves in these situations asking questions like, If my own parent doesn't want me, then who will? And again, the enemy will be quick to tell you that no one wants you. He'll tell you things like if your own family can't stick with you, how do you expect anyone else to? And if I'm speaking to you today, then let me remind you of Psalms 27.10. For my father and mother have forsaken me, but the Lord will take me in. There is no father like Abba Father. And that verse right there was written just for those people that had a parent leave them. Christ has not only accepted you, but he will never leave you nor forsake you. Call upon him and he will hear you and he will never forsake you. The second point to getting over rejection requires us to accept the rejection. And this is sometimes hard to do. There is no point, however, in trying to pretend like your hurt doesn't exist. And that's not by any means what I'm advocating here. God knows your pain, and the Bible tells us to cast our cares upon Him because He cares for us. The Bible doesn't tell us to forget the pain as if it never existed because that's unreasonable. We're human, with human minds, with human intellect and emotions, and the fact is that things that happen on this earth will impact you, be that for the good or bad. The difference, however, here between a believer and a non-believer is that believers recognize the pain for what it is, and we know where the balm is to heal our wounds, and that balm is placed in the hands of our great physician. In order for us to get over the pain from rejection, we must accept the pain of rejection. Once we accept the pain, then we know what to do to help us get over it, and that is to call upon the Lord. We no longer look so much and focus all of our energy and effort on the circumstance. We, we then move into a, a mindset of, okay, this is what it is. Now let's move to my source to help me overcome that. And once we have accepted the rejection and reminded ourselves that we are accepted in Christ, then we can move towards recovery. We can then take a deep breath and say, okay, I faced this terrible situation, but that's not the end of me. 
This situation will not tear me down. I have accepted it, and now I can move towards my healing. And one thing to consider as we move towards recovery is to recognize that we're never alone. The Lord is with us wherever we go, like we just said. And greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. You have a king living on the inside of you, and the king understands your pain because he's walked the walk of man, yet lived a life without sin. He understands the burdens we face, and he knows how difficult this life is. But when you are grafted into the vine, there is something special about facing adversity. Because we lean on verses like Psalms 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Now, it's never easy to face adversity, and in fact, it usually takes much discipline to overcome adversity, but you know that though you may have fallen, you will get back up by the help and by the grace of the Lord. And the final point I want to hone in on today is the power of forgiveness. This is the hardest part of our recovery, and it takes a lot of swallowing of our pride to get to this point. But Jesus did, in fact, teach us to pray and to forgive our enemies, despite how hard that may be. This doesn't mean we have to keep taking the beatings left and right, but it does mean that through prayer and forgiveness, we declare to ourselves and to the Lord that the battle belongs to Him. And though we may have been wronged or treated badly, instead of fighting evil with evil or hurt with hurt, we are instead casting it to Jesus and declaring, that this situation is in his hands. This is definitely the hardest thing to do, but I promise you, the quicker we get to point three here, the quicker you will head toward recovery. There's an old saying that says, time heals all wounds, and I believe that. I too, just like everyone else on this planet, have faced in my life some type of rejection. And one particular circumstance that comes to the front of my mind It took me many years to get over, maybe even decades, to fully recover and to fully forgive this person. But I will tell you the second I decided to let it go was the second I felt like I got my freedom back. I was no longer bound to the emotions that person caused me to feel. When that person's name now comes up in conversation, I no longer have feelings of resentment or anger or even hatred. Instead, I get to a point eventually where I can say, everyone makes mistakes and I forgive them. Because in truth, God has forgiven us, right? Even when we've made mistakes that might seem unforgivable, God has forgiven us. Once I reached this point in my own life, I found myself replacing those thoughts of resentment and anger into thoughts like, well, if God has extended grace towards me, And if he has given me grace when I don't deserve it, maybe I should extend that grace to others as well. Now, I said it takes a lot of pride to swallow, and it takes a lot of courage and a lot of strength to be able to get to this point, and it's not easy. And sometimes it takes a long time. Like I said, it took me many, many, many years. And if you would have told me this at that time, at my lowest, I would have thought you were crazy. There's no way I'm forgiving this person. But I will, I'm telling you this 
simply from my own personal experience that forgiveness, it's so medicinal to your soul. It really helps you. Now, you may never forget it. I'm not advocating we forget it because, I mean, that's probably near impossible to forget, but you can forgive. And that that moving into forgiveness really causes us to let it go. And once we let it go, we get our freedom back. We're no longer bound to that person. We're no longer bound to that particular circumstance. We're no longer living in that low. And I promise you, as soon as you get to this point, you will feel that burden lifted off of you. I can say that because I've been there. When we love someone and trust our hearts in their hands, we expect the same to be given back to us. But unfortunately, that effort falls short a lot of times. And when rejection happens, we find ourselves in a state of being a victim. It's hard to let it go. It's hard to move on. But let me encourage you by reminding you that we are not of this world. We as believers, as children of God, we are anointed to be consecrated and to be set apart for the Lord's harvest. And as a people that is not of this world, it's odd to talk about something like rejection and bring up the point of forgiveness, forgiving that person. It's, it's hard to accept that. It may seem contrary to what the world might expect of us. These points almost seem too simplistic or as if we're shrugging off our pain or disappointment as if it doesn't matter, but that's not the case. We just recognize as a believer in Christ, as a, as a, as a Christian, that our source doesn't belong to that relationship or to that feeling of acceptance in this world. And the truth is that as this society continues to progress, rejection becomes more and more rampant. We see more types of rejection. The definition broadens. And as a result, the response broadens and and it evolves over time. And when we get rejected, the world would empathize with our desire to get even with that person. The world might even expect us to have strong residual effects from that rejection. And as we mentioned, rejection can linger dormant or it can be active in our everyday life. But the power that belongs to a child of God requires us to lean on God rather than lean on our own intellect or emotions or our emotional responses. This takes discipline. It takes maturity. It's not easy to come by. We all struggle with this at certain times, no matter how far you are in your walk with Christ, whether you're a new believer or if you've been walking with Christ for decades. You know, this this isn't something you can just grab onto and be perfected through the rest of your life. It it really takes discipline. It takes the maturity in Christ to to really overcome that. And beyond all of that, it takes the power from the Holy Spirit to walk out these truths and to live a better life, because there's nothing good in this fleshly body that is going to help educate me and inform me to how on, on how I should respond to rejection and how I should treat people when that rejection is, is given unto me. It's the Holy Spirit that gives us this guidance. It's the Holy Spirit that directs us and helps us on how to respond to these situations in a Christ-like manner. Now, can we avoid rejection? Most likely, no, we cannot. Maybe you might not experience some of the extremes that we've hinted at today, but you can still feel rejected in many other ways. The point of getting over rejection is not to avoid rejection, but rather how do you handle it when it inevitably presents itself to you? Do you run and hide? Do you find yourself in a 
perpetual cycle of defeat, mental warfare? Or do you get up, dust off your knees, and dust off your shoes and keep on going? Will you be sad? Yeah. Will you be impacted? Sure, you may even find yourself in a season of, of a depressed mindset. But eventually, we, we got to get to a point where we remember these facts. We must remember that we're accepted in Christ. When man rejects you, God accepts you. We must remember to acknowledge our rejection, accept it, recognize it for what it is, it, no matter how hard it may be, and remind ourselves of the promises found in the Bible that tells us who we are in Christ and what He thinks of us, because that's what matters. The book of Jeremiah says, I know the thoughts I have for you, says the Lord, thoughts of good and not of evil, to give you an expected end. We remind ourselves that we know all things work together for the good. Even though we might not see it right now, God is working things out for your benefit. He daily loads us with benefits. And finally, we must remember that the power of getting over it lies in your ability to forgive as Christ has forgiven you. Friends, I hope that you have found some encouragement in this episode today, and I hope that you have enjoyed this final 10-part series of 2020. Throughout this series, we've hit on several different issues that people face each and every day. And I know we didn't hit on every single issue that people face, because if we did that, this series could go on forever. But if we didn't publish an episode specific to the issue you struggle with, then let me deposit something into you that has been an underlying theme throughout this series. God is the source in our life. And the quicker we run to Him, the quicker we lean on Him and rely on Him in everything we do, the quicker we can get over the issue that so easily sets us back. I pray that you all have a wonderful end of the year, a Merry Christmas, and a Happy New Year, and Happy Holidays, and I look forward to talking to you guys in 2021. I'm excited to see what the new year brings to this podcast ministry. Thank you all so much for your support this year, and as always, stay strong in the faith.